0: Better listen, my brother. Because if you do, you can hear. There are voices still calling from across the years. And they're crying across the ocean. They're crying across the land. And they will until we all come to understand. None of us are free. None of us are free.
1: folks welcome welcome this is the labor radio podcast network's live stream our first since our special election coverage last month i'm chris Garlock from union city radio with me mimi rosenberg from building bridges mimi so good to have you here oh it's entirely my pleasure and honor Okay. Uh, my show is based out of Washington, D.C., and uh, Mimi's is out of the Big Apple. Um, and we've got a great show lined up for you. Tony Reardon from the uh, NTEU. Uh, talk about a little last minute, or, or I should say another last minute, uh, uh, little sleight of hand that President Trump is trying to do on his way out the door and uh, basically take a whole lot of civil service folks and uh, Politicize them, so no, no surprises. Uh, Tony's the uh, president of the National Treasury Employees Union. We uh, here in D.C. NTEU, uh, hundred fifty thousand count them uh, federal employees. Uh, I did not know this, Tony. Thirty-three departments and agencies. Wow, yep, that's right. <laughs> that's a lot of departments and agencies. But there is a little something called Schedule F, um, which. Uh, I don't think it stands what, for what people might think it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and enlighten us, brother, enlighten us. Yeah, a- absolutely. So let me, let me kind of give a little bit of a background so people uh, listening actually um, do understand it a bit. So the federal government um, civilian positions are generally in um, what is known as the competitive civil service. Mm-hmm. Now, in order to get a competitive, competitive uh, service job, You've got to compete with other applicants in an open and fair competition. Now, okay. the law gives the president of the United States the authority to exempt a very narrow group um, of political policy making appointees from the civil service uh, protections. These employees are part of what is known as the accepted service. Now, citing that authority with the creation of um, the Schedule F executive order, the president has told federal agencies to identify potentially thousands of career civil servants um, to be stripped of those civil service protections, meaning they would lose their current rights to appeal disciplinary procedures and firings um, and essentially could be fired at will and so what what's happening is these employees would be moved from what is known as the competitive service to um the accepted service, and they would lose all the protections that um your um standard federal employees typically have well uh, tony you're you're being uh
1: i think uncharacteristically uh polite here i mean let's 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 talk i mean this is basically a return or would be, and, and I'm sure you got you. You filed a lawsuit. This is one of the reasons we want to have you on because you filed a lawsuit on this. And and you know, my reading of this is that they're trying to to cram this in before Trump, you know, leaves, and the clock is ticking on these guys. But you know, this guy came in, you know, talking about draining the swamp. This is exactly the swamp that folks like you have been fighting against for years. This kind of political patronage crap. Uh, that goes back, my little bit of research, to something like, the, you know, like after the Civil War, I think, right? Where you had yeah, all these. It,
2: yeah, it, it, it actually would, um, it would take us back to the um, political spoils system yeah. of, of 137 years ago. Thank Look, you. Here, here's right. the bottom line. Bottom line is that it is a blatant, um, illegal, in our view, attempt to politicize uh, the civil service. You know, I think, I think it's important um, for everybody, all the uh, viewers and listeners to, um, to recognize. Federal employees take an oath to the Constitution of the United States of America, right? not to a president. And so when we talk about um, uh, politicizing the civil service, what ultimately um, the American people want out of their federal government, right, is they, they want the... They want the services, and they want to be able to trust and 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 know that civil servants, federal employees, are doing what is in their best interest, the the uh, citizens' best interest, not what's in the best interest um, of a political party or some individual. In this case, the president of the United States. And and so um, you know, I, I remember somebody telling me one time there were it was actually a, a congressman, and he was saying to me. You know, Tony, one of the things that is so amazing about our federal employees, about our civil servants, is that most Americans don't even recognize this, but they they sit down at the dinner table every single night, and they've spent their day trusting federal employees. They trust them when they take medication. They trust mm-hmm. them when they put mm-hmm. the, the fruits and the vegetables and the meats sure. on, on their table. and And so we want to make sure as a country that our civil servants are being hired and maintaining their jobs based on their merit, right. not on whether or not they are um, uh, being loyal to uh, to a uh, cert- to a particular individual,
1: which is which is what we've seen for the last four years. Uh, let me just introduce my my co-host Mimi Rosenberg. She's the host of Building Bridges in New York City. Um, uh, Mimi is. <laughs> Just as uh, long as I've heard you quiet, Mimi. I know you have questions here for for, for brother Tony here. <laughs> I mean, this is outrageous, right? I mean, this 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 is uh, this last minute uh, push, and I have some more questions on that. But go ahead, Mimi. Sure.
0: Well, we, I want to just go back a bit because there have been outrages for the last four years, <laughs> terrifying point, attacks point well uh, on the federal workers. And uh, I am profoundly concerned and I think people really need to understand more the human face. You started to talk about that. Who are the federal workers? What is this workforce composed of? And I I still have Martin Luther King ringing in my ears because the federal workers, uh, that's one of the most integrated workforce in the country, etc. Those are the people of color. They were very often the last hired. And now, the idea of radically reshaping the whole civil service by drastically increasing the number and the type of employees who are subject to dismissal. So if you could put a human, really put a human faith, and also tell us a little bit more about what's happened the last four years of the Trump administration to our yeah. sister and brother federal employees.
2: Yeah, I I would, you, you, you have eight, eight hours. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Um, no, I'd be happy to, Mamie. Thank you for uh, for mentioning that. You know, look, the federal employees, just to kind of put the face, as you say, on federal employees, you know, they are your neighbors. They're um, the ones that are uh, standing behind you in the grocery store line. Um, they coach your kids in in football and basketball and softball and and all those things. They are your brothers, your sisters. I mean, it's it you know, they're just ordinary you know, human beings. And, you know, I, I often run into folks who think of federal employees, they automatically assume, you know, these federal employees are folks who um, go out, uh, they, they retire, and, and they get to retire living in a big, huge mansion overlooking the river with a Botox. Totally false. And I think we all saw that um, a little over a year ago with the um, uh, 35-day government shutdown. When, yep. when federal employees were standing in food lines yep. um, and, and, go, and visiting food pantries. So, so they're just ordinary human beings, right? And, and what I will tell you is that um, they are outraged that a president who lost an election is literally trying to eviscerate the civil service um, on his way out the door. Mm-hmm. So as a result, um, they are anxious, they're upset, um, and they are very tired of constantly looking over their shoulders, wondering um, what attack on their pay, their benefits, um, or workplace rights is up next, is, is, is in their future. So employees get it. And they know that if um, an agency implements the Schedule F deal that's going on, career public servants could be fired, fired, before the Biden inauguration that's how soon this could happen um and they would be fired with um for no reason um and with absolutely no due process this is truly um it's unprecedented as i said in the last 137 years
1: tony and to to that point uh one of the fascinating things when this thing first came out i mean i was thinking because i've been around dc you know, long enough. You know how it is in in, in DC. Think everything takes forever to happen, right? And right. and and thank God, you know, unions like like yours are very good at you know filing suit. And we've often had, frankly, lawyers from the different unions on, uh, and and doing the things that you need to do. And 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 you know, whatever administration, uh, to be honest, although obviously they've been busier, you know, in this last administration. But you know, you need to tell folks about this little thing that he's pulling. You would think that with two months, two months is that's, that's, a, that's a very fast track, but he, it turns out he's got, some, he's got a clever way he's trying to end run this, right? In, term, yeah, in terms I mean, of, of the uh, departments, he's got a couple departments that are, that are kind of fast walking it, is my understanding.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, and if you look at, um, for example, an, a, a, uh, um, an agency where we actually do not represent employees, but it's uh, the Office of Management and Budget, yeah. known as OMB. Right. Um, they've already submitted their list of employees to OPM. And that list consisted of 88% of their employees. 88%. So, on, you know, they're on, basically hold on, hold on, saying... Hold on, hold on, hold on Tony. Yeah. So, so, so they said
1: 88% of our employees should, should not be exempted.
2: That, that they, they should be put on Schedule F. 88% should be put on Schedule F thereby eliminating any of their civil service rights that, that a typical federal employee um, would, would uh, normally get. Well,
1: see, we're a show that, that spends time in the weeds, but, but tell me, how on earth can that be justified? 88% sounds completely out of this world.
2: Well, it, 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 does, uh, it does to me as well. And, you know, um, there is, for example, an agency where we do represent employees, the Department of Energy, Mm. Um, they are moving forward with creating their list. I heard something uh, um, um, today, whether this actually is you know, what will happen or not, who knows, but I heard um, a couple of other agencies that are moving forward with the, the creation of their list. So this is happening and mm. um, you know, that was, and, and, and our concern, NTE's concern over it happening, is exactly why we sued the administration um, almost immediately after this executive order was signed by the president. Now, where is I, the suit? I just asked yep, one thing ahead. about
0: the lawsuit.
2: Yeah, please yes. do. You,
0: were you not able to get injunctive relief, something yes. that stopped this from proceeding in this emergency situation?
2: Yeah, not, um, not as of yet. I'm no attorney, so I'm, I'm, I'm not probably going to be um, completely skilled at answering all the legal questions about this. But let me just tell you about the suit a, a little bit, because I, I think it will be helpful. So the complaint um, that we filed asserts that the executive order is contrary to statute, Mm -hmm. which only allows the president to make accepted service designations in certain very narrow circumstances. So in this situation, um, it, it is our view that there is no legitimate justification for taking away the due process rights of career federal employees. And so as a result, our complaint asks the court to declare the executive order unlawful and to uh, 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 and enjoin um, its implementation. So, you know, and, and we're doing other things as well. But what I will tell you is that once a federal employee is actually uh, impacted by this, because remember, they you know they've created the list um, in in an agency or two but nobody has actually been negatively impacted by this. Once that happens, then I suspect we will be ha- taking um, additional legal action. And, and that might be where some, we would be seeking some uh, injunctive relief.
1: Mimi, looks like you had another question.
2: Well,
0: I was just wondering whether or not uh, we, where we are with the Biden administration I mean, I was sad to discover that in the postal workers strike, I thought that uh, Biden could just come in and dismiss uh, the postmaster general. Uh, That is apparently not the case. Uh, A board could do that. So they are in quite a bit more trouble than I would have hoped for. But in your situation, can it not uh, easily be reversed by uh, the Biden administration? And uh, certainly, I would imagine. That he would be my goodness, a friend of
2: the federal workers well I think I think he will absolutely uh, be a friend of uh, labor number one and and number two uh, federal workers so what we're what we 're asking is for uh, president elect Biden when he becomes the president on inauguration day to move very quickly to get rid of this executive order now um, when when I say that, some of that depends uh, certainly on what happens between now and that point. So if, for example, um, there are many different uh, federal employees who are wrongfully, in our view, um, terminated as wow. a result of this Schedule F, being put on this Schedule F and losing their their um, protections, then what we would hope that, they, that uh, then President Biden would do is fix the problem while that executive order is still in place and after he fixes the problem, then um, get rid of the uh, executive order. So that's what we're hoping will happen to solve uh, the problem. But one of the things that we're telling um, agencies and I've been very vocal about it is look, federal agencies, this thing is going to go away. So stop wasting um, valuable time and resources. Um, and, and don't even move in, don't even do anything with this, uh, with this Schedule F thing, because it, it's just a waste of uh, our country's resources. And, and they are better spent doing more positive things for our uh, citizens.
1: But let, me, let me ask you another question, just a couple of minutes that we have left, Tony. But one of the things that uh, you know, I've been around through a couple of these transitions and administrations, so I learned about this thing, I think it's called burrowing in. Yes. And it looks like it's starting to happen. So first of all, tell folks what burrowing in is, because it looks to be particularly insidious this time around.
2: Yeah, you know, burrowing in is something it seems like every time you get a change in administration, you hear about. And it is, at least as I understand it, um, where a the current administration will move people that um, it believes uh, is supportive of that current administration and their views mm-hmm. into the into federal government positions so that they are there and impacting the way that the agency operates even after that administration is gone that 's where you get that, that by, by the way protected yeah. by
1: civil service uh, ironically enough right <laughs> so protected this, by civil so
2: service laws that's that, the that's, same uh, one yeah that 's exactly right and and so you 've heard a lot in the news about uh, the current administration uh, potentially uh, trying to get to burrow people into those uh, into some of those positions right. No
1: and, and that's sort of and the reason I say it's insidious is that so you have I mean on the one hand you see them attacking civil service right when it's you know your members or AFGE you know folks that they don't like but when they right. want to get some of their appointees protected because they'll be the first to go because I think there's what only 4,000 you know uh, official uh you know that the an administration gets to put in that that was the number that i saw so it's actually a relatively it's it's a relatively small number that's correct right but but uh with this burrowing in where they try and move those into protected positions and then that and then the incoming administration can't remove them or it's difficult anyway right
2: right right that it it is certainly more difficult and that's why you hear about this at every change of administration because it does create some concerns Mm.
1: Wow, so you guys have your your hands full. Uh, just a last question before we let you go i mean it, it, I was thinking you, you referred to you know during the shutdown and, and I spent a lot of time you know during that time it was a long shutdown i 'm here at Tacoma Park and there was a bunch of events uh, very active events you know around this area with one of the things I noticed about about federal workers they 're really pride themselves on their professionalism and they really don 't like to be dragged i mean you know, and almost you can't find out if they're a Democrat or a Republican. And I'm just wondering, you know, are you seeing, you know, your members, they're, they're not really the first ones to hit the streets for a demonstration, let's be honest, right? I mean, they're, that's just not the way they roll generally. Uh, but after four years of being beat up by this guy, where, where are folks at?
2: Well, you know, I think, I think uh, federal employees are often, you know, a microcosm of the rest of, of the mm. country, right? You've got You've got folks who um, supported Trump. You have some who uh, supported, obviously, uh, President-elect Biden. The one thing, and, and I think you were exactly right, um, Chris, about um, federal employees and the fact that you know they work, no matter what administration is in place. They many of them have worked for you know four, five, six different presidents, be it a Republican, a Democrat, whoever, and they do pride themselves on on uh performing the mission of their agency right and i will tell you i talk to our members all the time and you know there is nothing nothing that that they have more pride in than serving the american people i mean it is truly a, a source of of huge pride for them and so to be treated the way that they've been treated over the last four years has it, it, it's it's almost impossible for folks to get their heads around And so I think many are just tired, as I said a little bit earlier, they're just kind of waiting for the next shoe to drop with this current administration, you know, if it's going to be a pay freeze or if they're going to attack their retirement benefits, their health benefits, or their workplace rights. And we're talking about a little bit of that tonight.
1: Well, wow, Tony Reardon, it's good to know that you guys are there standing up for those workers. Uh, you know, you've, you've made it this far. So, you know, a couple of more weeks and it will be on the other side. Oh, of we're
2: going to we're going to make it. I, I, I will tell you that I, you know, one of the other things about federal employees, employees is that um, they are a robust and, and, and tough knit group. So we're, we're all going to make it. All right, that's that's what I wanted to hear. That's, that's yeah, what I, wanted, I wanted to end on
1: a positive note here. So absolutely. we'll be keeping track of, of this uh, situation. We may have to have you back on as, as this uh, develops. But I'd love to do it. Spending some of your evening with us. Thanks again. Absolutely.
2: Thank you all very much. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thank you. All right.
0: My brother, because if you do, you can hear their voices still calling from across the years. And they're crying across the ocean, they're crying across the land, and they will until we all come to understand. None of us are free, none of us are free, none of us are free, and one of us is chained free.